Welcome to Confessions of an Obese Child. This is a podcast that deals with early childhood trauma, disordered eating, binge eating, and more. We discuss self-loathing, triggering to binge eating, and then many post-weight loss topics like survivor's guilt, the body positive movement, and more. And we interview formerly overweight children as well. So please join us for another episode of Confessions of an Obese Child. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of Confessions of an Obese Child. I hope you're doing well today. I must say, I cannot wait till the summer is over. I know some of you who love the summer probably live up north, but if you live in the south of America, you're lamenting that it's triple digits and no rain. And we don't like this. (laughs) We want autumnal weather now where i live in texas autumn doesn't really exist we get like this cold front that might come in in late october that drops the highs from 95 to 75 and then that's that's kind of our our winner and then from October to December, it, it goes back up to 80s and 90s. And then a call for will come in, drop it back to 70s. And then in maybe January, February, the highs around 70, lows around 45. And then the spring comes up. So we don't really have turning of the leaves. We don't have necessarily the the classic four seasons. We have pretty much hot and cool. We never get cold. We don't get cold. We go below freezing with a chance of precipitation, and they shut down the schools when the schools existed. But they shut down the schools. We don't know. We don't know what to do when it's thirty and a chance of snow. They literally close everything down. But either way, the older you get, the more you hate cold weather, and you move down south. That's why I saw you've seen this net migration away from the Rust Belt of the Midwest down to Florida, Texas, Arizona, and so forth. Speaking of getting older, what a segue! Speaking of getting older, we're going to talk about middle-aged weight gain. Now, confessions of an obese child. I know some of you listen to this podcast because you came from The Awakened Man, formerly Holistic Health News, or maybe you found it organically. But, you know, as it deals with food addiction and recovering from early childhood trauma, and certainly we're, we're now in the episodes of what, in the 60s, or so forth. So go to the early episodes where I talk about my experiences growing up morbidly overweight in the 80s, and I didn't have the best experiences. And then episodes 20 to 30, I kind of talk about the years recent to my weight loss during college and so forth, and, and how I developed binge eating issues and how I hid it from my ex-wife. And, and then we talk about survivor's guilt and, and these other things. And now that I'm 46... Time goes time goes on, right? We we think on one level when we look in the mirror, oh, I'm not close to fifty, you know, whatever your age is. Let's say you're thirty nine you're a thirty nine year old female. Oh, I'm not close to forty, da 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 you know. And we rationalize, I still feel young. And then I think the thing that reminds you that you're getting old, it's a couple of things. When younger people call you sir or ma'am, that's a slight little thing. But also movies. Like, we're celebrating the 25th anniversary of blah, 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 this movie. We're celebrating the 30th anniversary of blah, blah, this movie. Or watching the Michael Jordan documentary on Netflix and ESPN. I remember those playoffs. 
And um, I was either in college or, or late high school during his peak run. I'm like, man, that was 27 years ago. 27 years. So in the in the in the difference of years between whenever Ice Ice Baby came out and today, there could be a 30 year old child walking around. 30 year old. See that that's the kind of stuff that reminds me that I'm getting older. So I'm 46. Do I look better than a lot of 46 year olds? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know where I live in South Texas, probably because this is the, the land of morbid obesity and tattoos. And there's just tends to be shorter people. If I lived in, I don't know, the, where Miami, right? Miami has a lot of, of good looking people, modifly, mod, mod, modifiedly enhanced good looking people as well. Uh, maybe I'd feel different. But as a whole, am I pretty happy with my body at 46? I'd say so. I, I, I mentioned in the previous episode, I've probably gained 5 to 10 pounds in the COVID lockdown, despite the fact that I've been working out. And I attribute it to this. It's very simple. I don't binge eat anymore. But do I eat well? You know, look, over at Naturopathic Earth, my website, I have 250 articles I have like hundreds of articles and I have 250 recipes or so on paleo free or paleo gluten free dairy free and as a whole I would say that I don't eat enough vegetables and and that's a problem and I tend to eat in some ways like when I eat at home because I'm not the best cook I'll still eat like eggs for dinner or I'll get takeout and then for something sweet I'll, I'll buy a little slice of cake or eat cereal two bowls of cereal I eat like I'm, I'm 21 in some in some levels. So I understand now that I'm 46, 45, whatever, whatever age you're at, can't eat like you are 30 because your metabolism does slow down. Now you can biohack it. You guys know I biohack by fasting. I've, I've been doing a 24 or a 21, three, uh, yeah, it's a 24. Yeah. 21, three. I've been doing that really since the lockdown, the last five months or so I've been fasting for about 20 hours on the given day. Like I'll start eating around three, and I eat from three to seven, and that—that's a you know, fasting is a great biohack. But I noticed I'm still gaining weight, and I think, like the old saying, you don't see a lot of ninety-year-old obese people. Why? Because they're all dead. So you do need to lower your caloric intake the older you get. Now. This is especially true for women. Women in their 50s and 60s, you can't be eating like you were before. Uh, you're going to gain weight and then get all the comorbidity issues with weight gain and obesity. So you need, to, you need to lessen your calories. You need to eat like a bird, as they say, as you get older. Now, men, we have a little more leeway. Look at someone like Hugh Jackman and these, these actors who look really buff, Brad Pitt, who are in their 50s. We still have testosterone. Of course, you can biohack in a variety of ways. Fasting is one way. Strength training is another way, but you you can you can change that. So could could I ever change my lifestyle and uh, workout regime to get a body like Hugh Jackman or Brad Pitt or whatever from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Yes and no. I mean, I, I could hire a trainer and uh, do whatever reg regiment that these these celebrities do but on one level i will always have the bloopy the only way i'll get rid of the bloopy and if you guys are new to my show or this channel the bloopy is the kind of roll of abdominal fat i know this this sounds not too palatable 
palatable, but it's the roll of abdominal fat that I have on the, the front of my abdomen. And it's essentially loose skin because when you lose weight, especially if you lose weight quickly or at a certain age in your life, you, you keep these loose weight rolls. And you see women who have these, and sometimes they can develop under the arm as well. And so I have this bloopy, and it hangs, especially if I'm like trying to do a push-up, for example, then you can see it hang. That's always going to be there unless I get it surgically taken away. I mean, that's just a vestige of being overweight for my body. Not everybody gets it. And uh, so I'll never have a six-pack unless I can surgically remove the bloopy, and I don't want to go under the knife for something as, to me, as something as superficial as that. But can I mean can I stay in shape? Yeah, because look, I mean the cosmetic thing about staying in shape is fundamentally different than the benefits for your physical health. Meaning this, we know maintaining your weight, despite what the body positive movement will tell you, where we're supposed to glorify and laud overweight people, even though it shortens your life expectancy quite a bit. We know that we need to stay regular weighted to guarantee or optimize the chances that we'll have longevity and good quality of, of, of life as we age. Clearly, morbidly overweight people are going to develop more comorbidity, more diseases than somebody who is regular weighted. Now, of course, the regular weighted person can get hit by a car or develop some free cancer, of course, but as a whole, we know the biggest killers in America, and go to that episode I did over at Wake and Man, and I think it's over here too, is we went through the 10 biggest killers in America and seven of them are lifestyle choices They're caused by lifestyle choices like eating poorly. So we know being regular weighted increases your chances of just living to 90 and not just being locked up in some hospice at 90, but being ambulatory, you know, having your cognition. So that's one thing. So we all want to do. We all want to work out for that reason. We should all be doing cardio every day, even if it's a walk, but certainly running or rowing or, or whatever yoga. We need to be doing it because we have to keep our hearts strong. Because if our hearts strong, then our cardiovascular health will be better, and we'll have a less chance of doing heart attacks and strokes and aneurysms and stuff stuff like that. Then the other issue is the physical health. So look, if if you are single, and I know this is a kind of a broad category in this episode because I don't know how old you are. But certainly, if you're in your 20s, you want to also be in shape because you have a better chance of finding somebody. Certainly, if you're a woman, your sexual market value is solely pretty much dependent on your looks. Whereas with a man, it's not as much on their looks, so they have a little more leeway. This is why you see pudgy guys with you know attractive younger women. But with women, unfortunately, it's just the, the way of the world, and they know this intuitively, and this is why so many women develop eating disorders later in their life. They know that they're... they're not their their inherent value as a human being is based on their looks, but their ability to attract a man of the opposite sex is based on their looks. And so if you're 25, certainly you want to keep your weight down because you have a better chance of finding a higher quality partner. Had I not lost my weight when I was 18, had I been morbidly overweight in college, my ex-wife, despite her her issues or pros and cons, whatever you want to say about it, would not have given me a time of day. Now, back when we were dating in the 20s, she said, oh, no, yeah, I would have, you know, liked you, blah, blah. No, come on. It's completely not true at all. This is like shallow how reversed, that Gwyneth Paltrow, Jack Black movie. It's not true at all. Women, women will say that. Men will say this, but it's not true at all. So would I have eventually met a chubby woman because regular weight of women would have given me the time of day? Would I have met a chubby woman that would have liked me and I could have possibly married? Kind of like that Melissa McCarthy TV show where she's married to the cop. Maybe. 
I mean, I've always talked about had I not lost my weight, I probably would have killed myself by the time I was 28. But let's say theoretically, yeah. Would she have been higher quality than had I lost my weight? No. Because you know when you're regular weighted for females, and certainly if you have a lot of money for males, you just have a better option of women, better quality of man or woman that you can go with. So depending on your age, it's important to, to be regular weighted. Now for me and middle-aged men, so we'll just focus on middle-aged men. For middle-aged men, I'm drinking my white tea here. Party, you could be like, well, you know, I'm 46. If you're married, I'm married. You know, she's not going to leave me. I'm not going to leave her. She's not going to leave you. We'll look at the divorce statistics. Go to the awakened man. But either way, you might be like, I'm 46. You know, she doesn't look that good. So she's probably not going to leave me because she can't get anybody. I mean, that, honestly, this is what the spouses think sometimes. Yeah, she, He's not good looking. He's not going anywhere. And there's a there's a scene in, in Funny People, the uh, Judd Apatow movie with... Um, no, I'm sorry. It's a 40-year-old. No, it's Funny People. No, it's This is 40. Sorry, getting all my Judd Apatow movies mixed up. So in This is 40, Leslie Mann and Paul Rudd are married. They're the, the She's the sibling of of Katherine Heigl's character in Knocked Up. And it was the movie's about turning 40 and how they turn 40. So Leslie Mann has Megan Fox working at her store for her. And there's a scene where Paul Rudd and his friend are just gawking at her in the pool in a bikini. And... Leslie Mann's friend asks her, are you, are you worried about them creeping on looking at Megan Fox? And and she says, no, they wouldn't even know what to do with her. And it's true. I mean, uh, those type of schlubby guys wouldn't know what to do with a hot girl like Megan Fox at her peak, and they wouldn't have a shot. So on, on one level, you kind of have to know that about your spouse. It's like, would they attract somebody? And eh, probably not, probably not. But so there's certainly people in their 40s and 50s who have gained weight and not even formally overweight people. This could just be regular weighted people in high school and college and they just gained weight. And the, the mentality there is kind of like, well, you know, you're in your middle age. It's normal to gain weight and let go. So you can kind of have that mentality. If you're a single man, you can kind of still have that mentality if you're making money. If you're poor and you're overweight, you're not going to find women. Now, if you're going your own way or you're an involuntary celibate, you really don't care. Who cares? But you should still want to keep your weight down because it's overall good for your physical health, your cardiovascular health, which is important. So all of you guys should be exercising. You really should. Now, weight loss is 70% what you eat. And then the rest of it's exercise, proper sleep, and other things. But as a whole, middle-aged weight gain. Is it inevitable? Uh, to a certain extent, it is. Simply because your metabolism is slowing down. But does that give you carte blanche to just let it go and gain 50 pounds? No. And everybody has different genes. Look, my ex-fiance has five kids. And she still has the body of somebody who had no kids. Because in her family, if you look at her family, they all have that kind of gene pool DNA where they just don't gain weight. So you have to look at your gene pool. My gene pool, my father was the albondiga, the meatball. He was short and overweight. So who knows? Maybe the milkman was my dad because I'm 6'2 and not in that body habit is. So there's people in my life here and there that are overweight. So you kind of have to look at your family. If there's a lot of obesity in your family, yeah, you probably have to be a little more keen and vigilant about your weight. And if you're one of those types, even in your 30s and 40s and 50s, you can eat whatever they want. You're not gaining weight. And you look at your grandma, your mom, your aunts, and they're all regular weight. And maybe you just got the DNA uh, lottery, you know. So, but either way, 
I think you just need to be a little more lenient on yourself. Just like in the previous episode where I talked about COVID weight gain, you have to be a little more lenient on yourself as you enter middle age. Because first of all, you're not in your 20s. Your looks don't matter as much either as a man or as a woman as they did when you were in your 20s. So give yourself a little break. So look, if you're 5, 10, 15 pounds overweight, okay, don't kill yourself over it. Don't self-loathe and self-flagellate and all these things. But at the same time, be aware that that is not healthy and that you should try to make a concerted effort to lose the weight. And if you're a man, it is easier to lose weight than a woman just because, again, we just are the way our bodies are built. We have more lean muscle. We have less body fat per se. And, of course, we have testosterone. More testosterone, I should say, because women have it too. That's their sex drive hormone. So be aware of that and make an effort to try to lose weight if you're middle-aged. Because, again, we all, unless you have some weird thing going in your head, we all want to age. We all want to be on this planet as long as we can but have good quality of life. And we we all want to see our kids grow older and have kids and all these things. So the number one factor of that, of course, is not going to be engaging in high-risk behavior like driving 200 miles an hour on a street like Paul Walker, but also your body's a temple. You are what you eat, blah, blah. We all know these things. So even though we're not talking about in this episode, curb your addictions, especially alcohol, guys. Alcohol kills so many people. Not just drunk driving, just destroys your body. So curb your addictions, clean up your diet, especially if you're in middle age. Give yourself a little leeway if you are a little overweight, but at the same time work on trying to lose that weight. Guys, the website's Naturopathic Earth. Go check out all the articles and recipes that we have there. If you want to help us out and support this enterprise, there is a PayPal link in the episode notes. Donate what you can. Also, we're Amazon affiliates, so if you click on Naturopathic Earth, there is a link in the episode notes here. That'll take you to the website, and then click on articles, and you'll see all the food recipes. So click on one of those recipes, and you'll see links to Amazon to buy one of those ingredients for the recipe. Click on that link to get to Amazon, and then from there, just search and buy whatever you want on Amazon and within 24 hours. And whatever you buy, we get a 2% commission at no expense to you. Also, my two books, Confessions of an Obese Child and Revelations of a Weight Loss Warrior, are available on Amazon, paperback or Kindle. So Confessions is about why I gained weight and what it was like to be overweight as a child. And Revelations is about how I lost the weight and kept it off for 30 years. If you want some one-on-one coaching from the from weight loss perspective, contact me on the Clarity FM link. Click on that. I, we can do some one-on-one coaching on the phone. And lastly, subscribe and post an honest review for Confessions of an Obese Child. Do it right now. It takes you two seconds. For the essential oils and herbal apothecary, we just did an episode on 12 essential oils that you can apply directly on your skin. I know some of you are not into essential oils, but still do me the favor and subscribe and post an honest review, especially if you post the review. And then also post a review for the flagship, which is The Awakened Man. We appreciate that. Until next time, take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Confessions of an Obese Child. If you'd like to reach us, find us at our Facebook page, Naturopathic Earth Radio and Holistic Health News. Until next time, take care. 